On this week's episode of The Hoopla, we're talking the Draymond Green ejection. Are we in the Giannis era? Heat Sixers, the battle of the hobbled stars, and more. Keep it locked. It's the plug. Plug. I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like. I know what you like. I got what you love. I am your plug. And we are back. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man for us in the building. And I got with me my brother, Stir Fry Time in the building. What's good? What's popping? All of that. Yo, I'm ready. I'm hyped, man. Yes, another sir. Another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get into it, though, brother, how you doing, man? How you feeling today, man? It wouldn't be right if we didn't, you know, catch up just a tiny bit, you know? Hey, I'm feeling good because uh, a couple of things just happened, right? So I know I told you about these season tickets for the Mets. This is my first time as a season ticket holder, so it's all new to me. You know, shout out, to make a man. Li- yeah, shout out. That's a big move. Yeah, and I'm trying to make a little money off that. And um, Subway Series, right? Mets Yankees. My tickets just sold for guess how much? Ooh, uh, tell me where the seats at again. Tell me where the seats at. Again. All right, so I'm I'm left field. Okay. Fifth row from the grass, so I'm five rows back. Damn, those are some damn good seats, and it's a Subway Series. Yep. Wh- when are they playing? What's like the date? Uh, I think it's July. Just mo- I think it's, it's summer game. July. Oh yeah. Nah, okay, and it's two seats together. Yep. Damn, you probably sold them them holes for at least a stack each. I'm pulling in two sixty for the two of them. You know okay. what I'm saying? That's a nice, okay. nice profit for your boy. So okay, on premium okay. games, on premium nights, what the ticket value, what I pay for them is like 60 bucks on like okay. a week weekday. It's a lot lower, like maybe 40, maybe 20, depending on who it is. But Hey, let's get it. And you it, know what it I'm doesn't saying? hurt that uh, Mets and Yankees both have the best records in the league right now. So it's, it's a great time for New York sports. If Definitely. only my Knicks could get in that mix. But Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You hate to see it. But uh, we have a lot to talk about. And unfortunately, the Knicks will not be a part of that conversation, <laughs> man. Uh, but... You know what I'm saying? But uh, without further ado, man, um, we're coming to you live. It's basically the beginning of the first round. Um, we had some games yesterday. We have second the second set. Yep. Second set of the second round games. I mean, it's going to be kicking off with the Heat Sixers, and then we got the Mavs Suns. But, man, let's talk about it. Let's get right into it, bro. We started off with the Bucks Celtics, man. And what a big game it was. And I got to tell you, Faraz, I've seen enough. I'm declaring it. I'm putting my foot down and to tell you. We are officially in the Giannis era, man. We have not seen someone dominate a conference in this manner since that boy, the kid from Hacker and LeBron James. <laughs> and, um, yo, like, look at what he did to Boston game one. Like, that was a C-plus performance at best, man. He missed a lot of layups, a lot of shots that he normally makes. Didn't shoot it well, but still managed to have a triple-double and win that thing wire to wire without his second-best player, Chris Middleton. Like, yo, it has begun. Freak, freak time, baby. Yeah, man. I mean, shades of my boy Kareem, like, you know, wasn't even doing it on this level. I'm just thinking the last time we had a Bucks big man, you know, and obviously Giannis at the small forward, but he seems much bigger than that, right? But the last time we had a Bucks big man so dominant in the league, especially come playoff time, is none other than our boy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, man. And once you're in the same breath as a cat like that, the guy currently leading the league, the NBA in scoring, you know what I'm saying, all-time points. 
you got to be doing something right, man. And and what a what a chunky triple double it was from Giannis. <laughs> you know, he made light work of the Celtics, who before Game One, right, everyone thought the Celtics were the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Eastern Conference, you know, based on how Jason Tatum was playing, based on how the guys were playing, everyone was. I was hearing the the Jason Tatum is here conversation, the Kobe conversations uh, or comps, I should say. And Giannis comes out, like you mentioned, without his second guy and makes light work of these Boston Celtics, bro. I'm I'm not to say that I'm surprised, but like you mentioned, it's been a long time since we've seen someone so dominant night in and night out. It's like Giannis is the bully of the league these days. Yeah, and I'm glad you weren't surprised because I think the most people or I think people that were surprised were really inflating what Brooklyn was. Like they didn't read the tea leaves. They wanted to look past the flaws and concerns of that roster that make up the in and out nature of the star players in Brooklyn and expect them to just put it all together like that. So um, I think people kind of overvalued what Boston is. Yes, they're good. They're playing well. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, bright young stars, but they're not him. Like they're not that guy yet, either of them. So um, Giannis humbled us. <laughs> Giannis reminded us what it was. And everyone likes to talk about the freak of nature, how unstoppable he is when he's going to the rim. But we got to give some props, show some love to the playmaking of Giannis. Yo, that's the difference between, well, there's a lot of differences between him and KD, but that's what's <laughs> helping him like beat this Boston defense, which is as good as people are talking about because he's not forcing it like yes he's trying to get his but he's a willing passer and he's finding guys and it's making a difference seriously man and and you mentioned it like the fact that someone as dominant someone who you know you don't think to at all when it comes to playmaking or passing the rock Giannis is able to do that on a night in night out basis you mentioned he takes basically what the defense gives him and obviously there's times where the defense isn't giving him nothing he dunks all over him you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the same time, we saw some of that maturity last night in Giannis's game where he was able to kind of, I don't want to say take the foot off the gas, but basically realize when those double teams were coming, realizes when there were situations where he can find open guys. He took well advantage of that, man. Like we expect, you know, the 24 points plus, we expect the 13 rebounds, but the 12 assists, man, like you mentioned, it was it was a nice number to see. And we can't forget, he got a, he definitely got some help from our boy Drew Holiday, who's one of the best defensive point guards in the game, who's able to basically shut down your number one, your, your point guard, right? And at the same time, give you 25 points and nine boards and five assists, man. So this team is looking really, really good. They have a lot of guys who basically contribute unselfish, unselfishly, right? And Giannis is the one leading that trend, you know what I mean? So this Bucks team is, is scary. You know, they're going to make mincemeat of everyone probably except for the Sixers. I expect that to be a good series. But you mentioned it, man. Like, anyone who thought the Brooklyn Nets, based on their positioning, based on everything that happened, having to fight to get into the play-in, you know what I mean? Like, Or through the play-in, I should say. This wasn't a championship year for the, the Brooklyn Nets. It just, everything was off. So this is, I think, honestly, the Bucks' time to shine. I think that they can get another one. You know what I mean? Two in a row sounds good, but you mentioned it, man. If Giannis is able to do that and then maybe get a third one, which is very likely this team sticks together, this is the Giannis dynasty, not just the era, but he's building mm. a dynasty. You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, I, I got to agree with everything you said there, but I do think this is going to be a series. Like I, I got the Bucks as well, but um, the Boston, Boston can't play as bad as they just played. Right? Marcus Facts. Smart was the only player with, the, with a positive net rating. Um, Jason Tatum was the only Celtic to score more than 12 points. Jalen Brown you, was 
Yeah, go ahead. Without cutting you off real quick, his twenty that 21 points is nothing compared to what he's been putting up in the first round in the regular season. So well below his season averages. And then you were going to make your point about Jalen. Very true. Yeah, and Jalen struggled. Uh, that's all I was going to say. But yeah. <laughs> I think another, another uh, factor here is why did they struggle? The spacing. The spacing was so A1, so perfect, right? It was like... Uh, what was I going to say? Like Mike D'Antoni would have drawn it up, right? There was no <laughs> one on the court, no one in the rotation for the Milwaukee Bucks other than Giannis that can't shoot. You know what I'm saying? You got Brooke Seriously. Lopez, you got other spacers, and it just was an open, four-out, one-in offense, and it just really made it hard for Boston to double effectively. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I almost wanted to hesitate. I was going to say it earlier and say Giannis can't shoot because he's proven to us when the time when it comes down to it and he needs to make those long-range baskets, he can hit a few to put his team up ahead. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. Someone who you're not going to rely on consistently to hit those shots from deep. Um, but you mentioned it. It was, it was beautiful what they did. Um, I think it's important to mention that the Brooklyn Nets are a much weaker defensive squad than the Milwaukee Bucks, which is why we saw the Celtics basically have their way with them. You know, at the end of the day, Katie dropping 30 every game, which is not something we even got from him, wasn't going to be enough. Now you have the Bucks who are locking in the entire 48 minutes, and you have premier defensive guys who are going to give it to you on both sides of the floor. Not only are they going to lock you down in guys like Giannis and Drew Holiday, and this is the thing, I feel a guy like Brooke Lopez is an underrated defender, great at the help, <clears throat> help defense. <clears throat> excuse me but with all that being said though yeah they they locked them down and then on offense the spacing was amazing uh yeah. it was just perfect performance um but you mentioned it i don't see the celtics playing this poorly again i'm not gonna lay down yeah you know i can see the series going to six games but realistically i expect this to be a gentleman's sweep celtics need another year before they can really make that push you know all right all right we got to talk about this one Warriors Grizzlies, man, they gave us a show. Probably the first, the best game, one of the best games of the playoffs so far. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. that right now. Yeah. But uh, one of the most notorious moments came in the end of the first half with Draymond Green doing Draymond things and getting himself ejected from a ball game very early. So yeah, for us, I know you saw that play. He gets teed up for the flagrant two, immediate ejection, fair foul. I'm I'm really on the fence here. I think they gave him the two because of his reputation. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's borderline one or two. You know what I mean? I, I think it's leaning towards one more than two. There's no doubt it's a flagrant foul. But <clears throat> given that it's Draymond Green at the end of that play, it's going to be a guaranteed flagrant two because that's all the ref is seeing. You know? Um, but, man, to be honest with you, dude, how many times have we been in this position before? Draymond Green is too damn good to be getting himself eliminated, you know, midway through a game, literally before the end of the first half, and then probably going to miss a second game. You know what I mean? That's most likely what's going to happen. Now, I say all that to say this, right? Guys like him, guys like DeMarcus Cousin, if they do anything, they're more likely going to get teed up or flagrant fouls called on them than any other players in the league, again, because of their reputation. Mm. But... I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence here. I don't want to quite... In- Basically, not to say that Draymond is innocent, but that's a flagrant one foul. I just think because we've seen it from Draymond so many times and it's the intention more than the actual foul, I don't know. It just didn't look good, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I, I agree with you where you said it was 
between the one and a two. It's a flagrant one and a half, right? Like that's what I see it as. You yeah, know what I'm like, like it was the whole grabbing his shirt. Like you can't argue that's part of basketball at all. A hundred percent. So so it's tough. Like I wasn't mad at the decision, but um, but yeah, it is what it is. You can't be too mad at that. Wait, why did you say probably miss a game? I was just curious. Um, just ba- based on like the NBA and how they've acted in the playoffs and stuff like that when it comes to flagrant twos and ejections. Yeah, I've typically if you accumulate them. Well, this is the thing, right? I didn't, I didn't think about that when I said it. He probably doesn't have enough to have missed a game. I'm realizing that's probably what affected him in that calf series back in, you know, 2016. It was the accumulation of games or was it the level of the, the infringement? You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I don't remember. It <clears> was, I think it was, hmm. I think they went back and upgraded it to a flagrant two after the game. That, and that's, that's and that gave him the accumulation. That's probably what it was. Regardless, though, my boy Draymond Wildin', man. Yeah, uh, he is. He's a wild boy, okay? But <laughs> they got some more wild boys. Jordan Poole's getting busy, yo. 31 <laughs> points, 12 of 20. <sighs> I'm going to say it again. Splash Brothers brought a pool to the party, though. <laughs> Welcome to the pool party. Uh Welcome to the pool party. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a pool party, bro. Everyone's splashing, everyone's dripping. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy over there, man. Like Jordan Poole, man, and he didn't win the MIP. You know crazy. what I'm saying? Crazy, crazy, man. Jordan Poole's been hooping. But dude. like we said, this was a a crazy finish. We get back to I think about four or five minutes left in the game, right? Dylan Brooks block charge call. Steph Curry driving to the basket, and Dylan Brooks is hanging in there for the charge or the block. This looks like at this point, this is going to decide the fate of the game. It would have been Curry's fifth foul or Dylan Brooks' sixth, right? If it's Brooks' sixth, he's out of the game. That changes, completely changes Memphis' game plan. So it ends up being a foul on Curry. He picks up his fifth. Clay then, a, a minute or two later, hits a huge three to put the Warriors up. Ja Morant has the ball coming down with like 30 seconds, 30 to 40 seconds. He doesn't go for the two for one, meaning if he misses, they have to foul. Like you yeah. just turned it into a foul game where you could give your defense another chance to get a stop. So I thought that was just a sign of a young team. Yeah. Um, then Clay somehow misses both free throws. Both. I'm like, after that point, I'm like, damn. All right, Memphis really like it's this is what they were doing lose. the whole last round. Minnesota was choking, giving it to them, and they just found a way to win these ball games in the fourth quarter. I was like, damn, it must be their year. But no, that's not what happens. (laughs) They end up not getting a rebound. They give the Warriors like four more chances. Uh, A rebound gets tipped out after the clay missed free throw. It's a jump ball at center court. Uh, Grizzlies get it. The timeout. They drop this play. John Morant cutting to the rim. Left hand layup. No good. Clay with a lockdown defense. Can't can't forget that part. Making up for them free throws. (laughs) Which, Which he let us know. He let us know Yeah, that. and Clay was huge on that last possession because he just completely disregards his man once he sees drive beeline into the basket, slides over and contests that layup yeah. without fouling. Like, that's the game-saving defensive stop right there. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw what he said. He came literally right after that play. He goes to center court and yells out, F them free throws. F them free throws. You know <laughs> nah, what I'm saying? That. Yeah, bro. So it was, it was hype. It was hype. You know what I mean? Because, again, those were huge free throws that we would have never expected him to miss, you know? And he he hits those. The games, they got to hit a three to even tie the ball game, let alone, you know, all the drama down to the wire. Bro, you, you said it at the beginning of this segment, bro. This has been one of the best games we've seen in this playoffs Thanks. so far. It might even be the best one. But the exciting part about this is, 
it's only game one. You know what I mean? We got potentially five, six more. You know what I mean? It's going to be an interesting series, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, we saw Steph after the game have some comments as well. He said, I didn't want to see Josh shaking ass on our logo, so we had to pull that out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! And then him and him and T. Morant, Josh Pops, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had some exchange of words at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way, that Steph comment is so spicy. Like, Steph is hella spicy. What the fuck? Like, yo. Yeah, but, um, that was funny. Yeah, it's funny as hell. But some thoughts on Memphis. Like, Ja, ja was fortunate to get out of the first round with how bad he played. Like, we, I think we all love Ja, and it's still too early to have these monstrous expectations. Like, he's most improved player. He's not MVP. Um, so... I don't think he got as much backlash as a superstar normally would in that position, but he really did not play well. He's he's very fortunate that his team did what it did all regular season, and that is play better without him. Um, yeah. But Golden State is a better matchup for Ja. There is no elite rim protector. Draymond Green is your, their big. Uh, Kevin Looney is, actually looks kind of old now. Uh, it's crazy. He was the Which rook is, when they were start, first started winning, but yeah, he looks like a fossil now. Um, <laughs> So I, I, Ja, as you saw, he, he had 33 or 34 points last game. I, I think that's going to keep up. Um, but they're going to have to figure a way to slow down like Golden State, um, especially Jordan Poole. Yeah, man. Jordan Poole is eating. Like, the way that we're talking about him, basically we're talking about him and not Steph Curry. Like, that's just something that's insane to me. You know what I mean? Um, but with all that being said, bro, there's there's a lot of things this team has to do. And you mentioned it. The two-for-one at the end of that game situation, a lot of just weird I don't want to say a lack of basketball IQ, but maybe some nervousness and rushing decisions from the Memphis Grizzlies. At the end of the day, bro, that's going to lead to this team losing. I can see the series maybe going to seven games, you know, but at the end of the day, we all know who's going to advance from this round, and it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. Now, that being said, you mentioned it. You know, this was not Jaws' best season last year in five games in the playoffs. He averaged 30 points. You know what I mean? Right now, he's averaging about 23, and that includes his 30, I think it was 34-point performance last night. Um, you mentioned it. Jaws only in his second year. The fact that he even was able to get this team to this position <clears throat> with the seating that they've had and home court advantage, man, that's something to be proud of. And this team is only going to get better. They're basically under 25 at every starting position. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, and you're second in the Western, the deep Western Conference, you know. Um, but at the same time, you mentioned it like it's, it's the Warriors to lose. Jordan Poole is going off. Steph is going to go off. I mean, Clay has been locking in when you need him the most. So. Yeah, I think this is just more so the Grizzlies are unlucky who they had to face in the second round more than anything, you know? But it, it, it's losses like game one that, that worry me. Like you mentioned the mistakes that just seemed a little like brain fog. Those are, those are young team mistakes and they're a young team. Um, yeah. You can't let that happen more than once in a series against an experienced bunch like Golden State or you will find yourselves at home. And while I do think this game is this series will be close... I have a feeling it might end up like one of those Portland Golden State series that we've seen a couple years ago where every game's close, but they still lost in four or five. <laughs> like, I, I think that's yeah. what this could be. Just because, sure. like we said, man, they're a young bunch and you find a way to lose more times than not when the, when the asses get tight in, the, in these late close games. You find ways to beat yourself, basically. And that's, that's what the Grizzlies did last night. Yeah. Plain and simple, you know? Um, with that being said, though, man, game two coming up, I think it's not tomorrow, but is it tomorrow? 
Yeah, so it'll probably be the same day this is dropped. Yep, 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 yep. So we got game two coming up probably tomorrow. Coming tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be an exciting series, man. We got a lot to look forward to. Um, with that being said, we got a couple series now that have yet to play. Uh, this first series is actually starting as we speak. Uh, it's the Heat versus the Sixers, man. Ty, let's get into it, bro. Yeah, man, we got two hobbled stars. We know about Jimmy Butler in the knee. Uh, he missed game five, expected to play game one. Kyle Lowry has already been ruled out for game one. Mm-hmm. But then on the <clears throat> Philly side, you got the big man, the poster shot, the process out, man. He's taking elbows from Spicy P, and that's keeping <laughs> him out. He's got a concussion. Like, I don't know. What are they calling it? Like an orbital? Something. It sounds crazy, but um, if it's just a concussion, that's good. He's targeting a game three return. So it's the battle of the Harbold Stars. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Miami still has their top dogs, so you would think they have the advantage of that along with the top seed. But do you think, because what they're going to need to do if they're Philly, they're, I mean, obviously, the two first games are on the road, so it's not like they have to win. Yeah. But if they could split, they're going to be in a really good spot. Do you think that's an actual option for Philadelphia? Um, I think that it's possible. I mean, this team relies heavily, so heavily on Joel Embiid. You know what I mean? Um, again, you're not going to get, there's no one else in the league who does what he does and how dominant he does it. You know what I mean? He's a guy at seven foot who can score inside. He can hit the three and spread the floor if need be. He's dominant on the defensive end. He grabs all the boards, everything near him. You know what I mean? And he, when need be, he's able to dish the rock out. He's not Jokic in that regard, but he holds his own. I mean, Joel Embiid is arguably the MVP of this season. They're going to feel the lack of his presence, but there's an upside, right? We got the strip club Don. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Our boy James Harden. Some call him the beard. I call him the gut. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But this man can give you 36 and 12 every single night when he's ready. You know what I'm saying? When, when he's, he's not ready. too hungover. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope. You let James Harden go to work. You try and split the four with your shooters and you play hard-nosed defense. Other than that, they're gonna be they're gonna be down zero and two by the time they get back to Philly, you know, and that that was one. Sorry to cut you off, Ru, or I saw you're gonna say something. But I just want to finish this thought. Um, the beauty that Philly has is they're a much bigger team than Miami. Sure, Miami has some shooters, but they don't spread the floor as great as other teams. So I think that's something that could benefit the Sixers if they're dominant on the defensive end and on the glass. Word and um, another thing. Right, like these have turned into trap games for Miami. Like you can say it as much as you want. Coaches, Spolter can beat them over the head. Do not fall for it. Even if they're injured, you got to come out and play hard. But psychologically, there's something that happens when the other squad over there you're about to go to the war against is wounded. And I can easily see Miami just not coming to play for one of these two home games and dropping a game. Like Tyrese Maxey is baller. How like they have wing defenders in Philly. James Harden is fully capable. Um, and like I said, I could see it happening. I think at least one of these games is gonna go down to the wire. But one thought on James Harden, I fully expect him to be taken out of this series. Like hundred percent non-factor when it terms to be scoring the ball. At least until jo- Joel Embiid gets back. Miami's defense is stout and jo- James Harden. One star, man. When it comes to one star, they're no better on. Yeah, there's no, there's no one better than them. Yeah, the only way I could see James Harden scoring more than 15 in, in a game is if he gets hot from three. He has to make at least three threes. 
he has to start the game off with literally like an entire yeah. 24 second ice. Because he can get it off. He, he can step back. But yeah. yeah. All that little floats in the rim. Nah, bro. That's, that's getting shut down. Yeah, and they're going to double team him and they're going to lock him down. You know what I'm saying? I think Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry I got to say his name like that. But him being out, you know, makes obviously a difference for them on the defensive side of the ball. But still, this is a very, very good defensive team. Um, a little bit undersized, but at the same time, like we said, they're the one-star killers. So I think um, if Tyrese Maxey can also go off and James Harden hit threes, they have a chance to at least win one game and split the, the two games before they get home. Facts. Yep. All right, let's take it down to the West Coast for the last series being played in the conference semifinals. The Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns. And I'm just thinking about this series and wondering who's the best player? Like we know Devin Booker, we know Chris Paul, we got Luka the Don Doncic. But who's the best player? In this series, I mean, bro, if you ask me, it's really between two, and it comes down to experience at the end of the day. And you guys, some people are going to watch me like I'm crazy, but Devin Booker is not going to be one of the two people I mentioned. He's coming mm -hmm. off of an injury, you know, or somewhat injure, injury. Um, he had a poor performance on the back end of that last series. Um, but it's basically either Luka Doncic or Chris Paul. And I'm going to have to give the nod to Chris Paul because when it comes to the playoffs, Chris Paul is a completely different animal. The guy just dropped 33 points while shooting 100% from the field. It's playoff record. I mean, that's what CP3 does. He took this Suns team, who was a young core group of guys, all the way to the finals, man, after taking a bummy Oklahoma City squad, and I believe they made the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so CP3 is that dude. Luka Doncic is Luka Magic. You know what I mean? The guy is nice. But at the end of the day, we've seen him fold in these playoff situations, and we know CP3 to thrive in these kind of situations. And my man is fiending for a ring. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give the nod to CP3, bro. The lieutenant. Yeah, man. And he has that demeanor when he's on the court, marching and barking, giving out orders. But let, let, me, let me just make a comment on that last series events against New Orleans. I did not like... How them young boys from NOLA were talking to my man CP3. That's the OG. They had no respect for the point guard. Yo, as soon as D-Book went down, they started talking crazy. B.I. talking about meet me in the tunnel. Alvarado trying to pick his pocket 20, 23 times a game. Talking about he had him on my list. Jose, you just got here. You don't get to have a list. You don't have no list, bro. You just made that list up last Tuesday. Stop playing. Come on. Yeah, but yeah, by the way, I though. I like that. Uh, CP3 is King Petty because at the end of the series in an interview, he couldn't have just said the man's <laughs> name. He said, Alvarado? Al, Al, Al <laughs> like, come on. Come on, CP3. That's a very common Hispanic name. You know the name. You read it off the back of the jersey. Like, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He knew what he was doing. Facts. But with that being said, they showed no respect to the NOLA legend, dog. No type of respect, bro. Yeah, so, he built that house. It was crazy. Crazy. Facts. Facts. That's why he deserved to do them the way he did. So, hey. <laughs> Let me drop this 14 for 14 gem on you. Y'all going to remember that. <laughs> they, they, they're having nightmares about it right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but with that being said, bro, we got this matchup, right? And it's a very, very interesting matchup because, you know, we know that the Suns are the better team on paper. Honestly, yeah. in every aspect of the better team, right? And I just personally gave the nod to CP3. 
real quick, I don't. Did you say who you thought was the best in the series? I'm about to I, cut you I off. think I like I didn't, but I think it's CP three two. But like Luca is just he's capable of of changing my mind. He's an outlier, bro. Is what yeah. it is. Like when he's playing to that next level, the ones that got him the comps to LeBron in his rookie season. You know what I mean? He's He's that guy. He can. He's arguably the best player in the league. He can easily give you a triple-double with 30 points. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'm taking this where you were about to take it, but that's why when we look at this series at a whole and we acknowledge that the Suns are the better team, we're not ready to say this is a five-game series. Facts. We're not ready to say this is a sweep, and it's because Luka is capable of going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the difference maker, bro. And again, with Devin Booker, I believe he's still recovering off that injury that kept him out. Kept him out one or two games in the first round. Two games, but he'll be playing. You know, he'll be playing. I think I don't expect him to be fully at 100%. You know what I mean? Until maybe game two or game three. But at the same time, you know, there's this is going to be a fun series. The, the way that this Magic, excuse me, Magic, the way that this Mavericks roster is set up, bro, they're not great. But they can surprise you on any given night. And if Luka's going off and he can get those troops to rally behind him, you mentioned that this can go to seven games, even with the Suns playing their best. Yeah, man, that's facts. That's facts. It's going to be a good series, right? It's a lot of great guard play. Um, but DeAndre Ayton is, you would think, the difference, right? He's the only true big man that's got an offensive game um, in this series, unless you like Boban like that. But... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, like like, I, like we said. All right. Did you have any final thoughts? Nah, man. I mean, this is going to be an interesting seri- series. Uh, it's really going to be between this series and the Mavs, uh, excuse me, this series and the Grizzlies-Warriors series, in my opinion, that are going to be the most entertaining series of this second round. So looking forward to it for sure. All right. And uh, now it's time for a Ben Simmons update. Always time. <laughs> so guys. We all know why that 6'10 Australian big man uh, did not come back game four, right? Like like we, we know, right? It's obvious, right? Like said he was gonna come back game three, then it got pushed to game four, then it never happened. Like we know why that that happened, right? He's trying to get that check, okay? This is all about Philly. All right, he said, Daryl. He called me. He actually called me. I said, I'm going to get you that money, bro. <laughs> but you can't play for Brooklyn, right? Your back, your head, it all hurts. <laughs> you're not going to touch the court. Unless it's the finals, you're not touching the court because we need to get your $40 million, however much it is, back from Philadelphia. And what happens? What would increase your chances? Because we're taking this to court. What would help those odds? If you say your back still hurts, if you say you still have mental health, it wasn't a Philly issue. It wasn't because you didn't just want to play for Philadelphia. It wasn't because you didn't want to see Doc Rivers blow a lead. You won the court. It's because you, you couldn't. I was scared. So that's what we had to do, bro. That's why Ben has not been on the court. Yeah, man. Hey, Ty, you, I'd be a, I'd be a fool to disagree with you after that whole synopsis, bro. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, basically, you, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Well, we're not gonna pass up the fact that Ben Simmons, indeed, is pussy. 
But at the same time, he is smart. He does want to get that bag. And I'm honestly, dude, that was the only reason behind it. And let's let's keep it a full stack. Ben Simmons was not changing that series. Don't care what anybody says. Facts. You know? Yeah. So with that said, that's gonna do another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to the fans, man. Quick shout out to y'all. Y'all always stay locked in. Y'all stay tuned in. The reels have been going crazy. Thousands of views on those. The YouTube shorts have been going stupid. Thousands on those as well. Hundreds on the YouTube views. Hella love on hoop underscore plug underscore Instagram. You know what I'm saying, guys? So keep doing what y'all doing. We keep, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And that's bringing you that fire weekend and week out. 